welcome back to the Return of the Mac podcast. I'm your co-host, Daniel Keen. Alongside me, as always, is Skylar Kaiselis. I'm going to get there one day, right? I will get it. Not Kaiselis. Think Kiss Elvis, but with no V. Getting there. Getting close. How are we doing today, Skylar? Doing pretty well. Okay, weekend's coming up for NIU, so uh, our sports staff here at the Northern Stars bracing down for the slay of um, home games that we're set to have here at some various facilities, and uh, that's just another day in Lazy Little DeKalb. Yeah, it's a little early, and I mean, I think Ball State's isn't next week, and it's the weekend after, but I think kind of earlier than than I would have expected. Is that is that for any reason specific? Uh, No, not that I can really think of. I mean... I think we've always had our homecomings around this day and time in October. So this is really just, I guess, our trend. But I believe we have two road trips after this, or at least one. So I think they just timed it for Toledo to come to town. They just made a homecoming celebration. Hey, whatever works. I think ours is uh, October 22nd. It's uh, Ball State, Eastern Michigan, which is, which will be fun. Um, my mom's an Eastern Michigan alum, so they're going to come down for that. Um Let's talk. Let's talk the big one of the week, and one that you and I both got to witness firsthand. And win, win or loss, one of one of the games of the season in the Mid American Conference. Uh, Ball State downs Northern Illinois in double overtime after being down. I think it was uh, seven uh, twenty four to seven. I think it was at halftime. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely wild matchup. How how did you like that that first visit to Muncie? Like that, like like Daniel said, that was my first ever visit to Muncie, Indiana. It was a great trip. I do like the campus, but that was a hell of a game. I'll be honest. I mean, it, it sucks that uh, my school was on the losing side of that one, but that's that's what I like to call an action right there. That is why I love the American Conference. Those are the games that you love to see. I will say as as journalists, we often we try to be taken. I try to take my notes throughout the game. And if we try to put like one, we try to put one recap out like immediately as the game ends, like something that we do following the game. And then we have like a couple hours later, we'll do like a more in-depth, in-depth, in-depth piece. And the the reporter who is working on the recap towards the end of the fourth quarter, he goes, hey, we're I got to rewrite this. And I was like, yeah, yeah, we're going to have to rewrite a few things tonight. But um, wonderful, wonderful game. Uh, John Paddock threw for 403 yards, three touchdowns. Um, I will say Northern Illinois did pretty well to somewhat stifle Carson Steele in the Ball State run game. Um, what's your take on that? Yeah, I think our defense, like I, was, I had to talk to Kyle Pugh after the game. He's our one of our leaders on defense. He said that they were like they were like on cue with a lot of things in that first half, but then the second half they start slipping. Carson Steele. I think all of his rushing touchdowns came in that second half. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we had our own good rushing threats. We had Harrison Whaley go for a career high, like 236 yards, three touchdowns. Great. It was a great game on the run. And then obviously Paddock, he definitely made a splash, got Matt Clare of the week, and then he hit those three touchdowns. Judah Koziel is that how you say the Titan's name. Yeah, Koziel. He's uh he's he's a huge guy. Absolute. Uh we didn't we didn't have him for the post game, but I saw I watched him walk out of the facility and like wow like i'm not the tall i'm like pretty average height the guy is like at least two of me man yeah i think he's like a chance at six seven a fun fact there so uh the the designated football guy for here at the star was a high school tanner ah 
Tanner is he's he's a big guy and, and and he's been making a lot of plays on that on that Ball State offense. Another guy we'd be reminisced to not or reminisce reminisce. Uh, reminisce. I think I, yeah. yeah, I think I used the word right. <laughs> yeah, one of the one of the guys we we must mention Brady Hunt is is playing an absolute wonderful position now. He came in as a quarterback, a uh, local kid from the Muncie area. Came in as a quarterback. Figured he wasn't going to start. Uh, wasn't going to have too much of an opportunity as a quarterback, but he grinded and, and coach Mike new has, has nothing but positive things to say about Brady hunt, but uh, transitioned to tight end started playing. Well, I think he caught, he caught at least one, one touchdown in this game. Um, yeah. Yeah. He, he had the one, the 30 yard catch and run. That was the first yes. touchdown of the game for yes. state. Um but absolute, absolute wonderful game. Where, where, um, where do you think it went wrong for the Huskies? I think it. I think I, I put the blame on for the defense on that one. I mean, offense was queued up. I mean, Ethan Hampton with Lombardi out for another week. I mean, I have no worries about the QB position for NIU after Lombardi leaves. But defense was given to plays. Hammock says, especially third down, that got him. I mean, they're, the secondary was definitely gutted going into the game. We were without Gandy and Rogers, our top two corners. And then just other injuries throughout the team really, I think, really bit us in the end. I think the deep, and I think, I think just it was just a momentum shift from the second half when Hampton threw that pick to who was was that Amos that got the pick in the second half? I think yeah, Amos got the pick at the beginning of the second half. Um, yeah, Amos got the pick. Um, I believe Amos got the pick. A- either Amos or um, Jones. Yeah, I think it was Amos, but either way, they took it to the four yard line and. And they kind of shifted from there. I mean, offense, I mean, Whaley offense did their job. I think it was just a defense slip up. Defense says allowed to come back before that Vanderbilt game gave up a 28-14 lead, I think it was. But mm-hmm. definitely not our greatest game ever. And it's definitely gave me a lot of concern for NIU's chances at a title after that game, especially losing to losing the Bronze Stock in Muncie. Not a good mm-hmm. look for us. Um, yes, it was, it was Jaquan Amos who, who got that pick at the beginning of the second half. Um, but honestly, in, in terms of defense, it was, it was pretty non-existent for a lot of the game for ball state, but I mean, they made plays when they needed to. And at the end of the day, if you, if, if you can make a play to win the game, then that's what, that's what we, that's what you need. Um, there's, if you could. You can be bad all game, but if if you if you make the play in the final moment, like Cole Pierce, if you if you get that eleven yard sack and then Tyler Potts to break up the pass, I mean, no one really cares about what happened in the in the first half of the game if if you can finish out like that. Um, I think Carson Steele was really important, um, not necessarily in the way that he has been. Um, Carson Steele's a, a a big explosive run guy. He always break he's breaks off for a lot of big runs, and I think he had one, I think he had one uh one run over ten yards in this game. But outside of that, he was kind of he was kind of stopped by the by the Husky defense. I think his his real caliber came in that in that red zone and just punching the ball in, just getting it across the line by any means possible. And that's the kind of guy he is. He'll just he'll he'll drag as many people as he needs to, um, into the end zone. But uh, a one a good win for Ball State. I think it, it it's a lot it's a lot for the season. I think in the first half, if if we were looking at, at Ball State falling to one and four, zero oh and two in the MAC, it's it's a different type of conversation we're having after the game. Um, but it's a real mentality. It's a real it's a real turnaround for that team. And I think uh, 
we'll see what happens at Central this weekend. But I think that that does show a lot about what this team is capable of. Yeah, I'm quite agreed. I do like how Ball State's looking after that game. Although you are technically an IE's rival, it's it's great to see guys like that making plays. I mean, I'm I'm starting to get a kind of soft spot for Paddock, especially after sitting there behind Drew Clifford was at two years. Now he's a retro junior, and he's making these plays with how he is right now. I um, think it's gonna be. I'm looking forward to seeing how NIU Ball State looks in those matchups going forward. Yes, John Paddock, uh, Michigan kid. He's from uh, Bloomfield Hills High School. Uh, wonderful guy. Um, after the Tennessee game, I mean, they did they did get blown out in the Tennessee game. But it was his first it was his first collegiate start. And he walks into the press conference and he said something to the effect of, you know, like I still went out there and I had a good time. And just that that mentality is 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 what we what you love to see in a quarterback just the ability to to kind of take things on the chin and, and move forward. But as as Mike New mentioned in, in the post game after Northern Illinois, um, he said John Paddock gave a speech before the game that left nothing to be said. And at halftime, him and Clayton Cole, uh, Cole Pierce said that uh, Paddock and Clayton Cole said something to the effect of like, if you're not if you're not ready to go out there and win this game in the second half, if you don't believe that this team can go win that game in the second half, don't even come out of the locker room. And I think that is that is the exact kind of leader that Ball State needs right now. And I think I think they'll take this as momentum and do some good with it throughout the rest of the season. Yeah, I'm yeah, like I said. I think I think Ball State can now like definitely make a push. So I I think Ball State definitely has a lot of a bigger chance of going to Formax since they're in the West and they've already taken down the reigning conference champion. I mean, really, it's this it's their one to lose. I think from here, it is. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Um, got to get yeah. through. Got to get through Central. Um, around the around the league, I think. Nothing, nothing terribly out of the out of the ordinary. Um, there were two non-conference matchups: um, Western Michigan versus uh, New Hampshire and uh, UMass and Eastern Michigan. Both MAC teams came out with the win. Eastern Michigan a little bit closer than you would have imagined a UMass team, but um, Eastern Michigan wins twenty to thirteen. Uh, I caught a little bit of that game at the end, but. Um, Nothing, nothing too crazy uh, for me uh, in terms of Eastern Michigan. They were they they went into the half down by ten, and uh, defense was able to stick it out in the second half. But uh, Eastern Michigan's kind of a, a confusing one to look at if 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 you can follow where I'm going with this. Um, they don't look too lights out, but they are getting the results that they need to. If that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, that definitely makes perfect sense. Definitely, yeah. I think that's around I think my score prediction in our last episode, I think it was a one win game, I think I thought it was, or was it the Western game? Either way, Eastern, it's not they're not as flashy as definitely we would have expected, but they're like and like you said so eloquently, they're getting what they need to do. They're pulling out the wins, and that's what you need to win in football. Mm-hmm. Um over to and then Western Michigan blew the doors off um New Hampshire. Um I think is New Hampshire FCS. I be- I believe they are. Um, I want to I want to say they are. I want to say they're FCS. They're they're in the Colonial Conference. I'm pretty sure that's FCS. Uh, yeah, it's positive that's FCS. Yeah, they play teams like uh, Stony Brook and Dartmouth and Richmond. Yeah, that's FCS. Um, so I mean, you can't you can't credit that win too much, but uh. 
Western put up 21 in the first quarter uh, at Waldo Stadium in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Um, but then, I mean, what what is your opinions on on games like that where it's obviously a lower ranked team and you're really you're really gonna you're really just gonna kind of do some stat padding? But do you think that's beneficial, or do you think teams need to be testing each other in their non conference matchups? Uh, like for like for as far as Western's game goes against uh, New Hampshire. And like for FCS, if when you win, it's really not that big, obviously, because you're kind of punking on a smaller conference. But if you, they're keeping you close, or like they almost beat you, then there's a different story. Kind of like how NIU's season opener against Eastern Illinois wins. The Panthers are another FCS school, and they almost took us overtime if the clock kind of drained out on them. But yeah, Western, like blowing out 44 7 against New Hampshire. I mean, it's really nothing to gawk at too much. So I think there's this kind of expected that, that they were going to win. So mm-hmm. now they have proven that they can take the NFCS team. It's like, eh, well, that's what everyone expected. Yeah. Also around the league, uh, we had another overtime game in, in Kent State, Ohio. I think it was less of a who wanted to win the game and and who who wanted to lose the game. Um, I, I watched it. I watched some of the game back and it just looked like a real slow burner to me, if that makes sense. Um, just kind of a tougher game all around for that, for both Ohio and Kent state, but Kent state gets the win improves to two and three on the season. Um, Miami Buffalo. I think we talked, we talked about Miami being uh, not favorites, but definitely in the mix for uh for the Mac title this year, but they fell the Buffalo away. Um, and it just really looked like a lackluster performance from the Red Hawks. Um, kind of, kind of disappointing in my opinion. Yeah, I'd say so. Especially like, even though Miami is with others starting past your Gabberts. I mean, I, I know, well, I believe quarterback's name is Smith. Is that what Jack said in the last episode? Yep. Smith. Yeah. You know, obviously, like there were some expectations, especially with the win of they pulled over Northwestern a few weeks back. There, were, there was kind of some lofty things like, okay, you know, they've done this even with what they don't have, and now they have dropped to Buffalo, albeit on the road. It is it's disappointing to see, but I don't, I wouldn't count them out yet. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Central Michigan, Toledo. Central Michigan's one of those teams where, you know, they are a tough team to beat, and they're kind of like a gauntlet. If that, if if uh, there's an airplane airplane outside my window that's cool (laughs) squirrel um central michigan is central michigan is one of those teams where they're they're just really tough to beat and we'll see them test i I, they will definitely definitely test ball state this weekend but toledo does get the win and i believe toledo is the oh no toledo and eastern michigan are the only teams in the Mid-American Conference with with records above 500 right now. I would have expected Toledo, not so much Eastern Michigan, but uh I guess I guess that's good for them, but Toledo really got carried by 28 points in the second quarter and that's that's a nice that's a nice little chunk for them, I guess. Yeah, it seems like Toledo's really getting trained now. They're like you said, they're not 3 and 2. CMU definitely one of those teams to beat, but they are one four though. I, I can't remember what their one was one was, but obviously they you have Daniel Richardson as your starting passer, uh, Lou Nichols as your star running back. So definitely they're gonna make some they're gonna make some plays. But Toledo obviously they were just a better team today. 
I believe they kind of they spread the ball around in that second quarter. You have Jamal Turner getting a one yard one yard touchdown reception, and then you have another one from uh, Van Cumsey. Then Stewart had a four yard run, and then Michael Kelly. So they really just were able to spread that ball around. So definitely wanting to look at in the MAC. Yeah, I think I think Central does have one of those records that can be a little deceiving. You talk about Nichols in the backfield and and Richardson under center. That is that is a formidable that is a formidable offense and Central can still do a lot with that team and I think I think if teams underestimate that them based on that record going in, they're they're in for a surprise. Um finally, I think Bowling, Bowling Green over Akron. Close game, a close game. Um Bowling Green's a little up and down, been a little inconsistent for me. Doesn't always look like it's they have full control of games. Um, they always look like they're just a bad pass or an interception or, or a, a turnover away from really losing control of a game. And I don't really if I if I was a Bowling Green fan or or, or watched a lot of Bowling Green, I wouldn't really feel too comfortable watching that. But uh, that's just me. Gotcha. Yeah, so and this is coming from a uh, NIU fan. Well, I love journalists. I can, I still kind of have to root for the Huskies. Uh, who was known as the Cardiac Canines last season, and kind of had hits of that this season as well. I mean, Bowling Green. I mean, it's nice to have Matt McDonald helping them pull out a few wins. I think they're two and three right now, but it's definitely not the most comfortable experience as a fan. Definitely not bad like that Broncos Colts game last night, but it's definitely. It's an experience, I have to oh. say, for a Bowling Green fan. If I were in their shoes, oh boy, we'll we'll touch on that real quick. I Ball State, the only Mac school in Indiana. We we have to represent um, a lot of a lot of Colts fans uh, watching the game last night, and and that's just that's funny to watch. That is real funny to watch. Um, ugh, that's that's some action. That's a that's a action game. Low scoring, no touchdowns. Yeah. Good for the Colts, I guess. Um, coming into coming into the picks for the weekend, uh, start with the two early games. Saturday at noon, uh, Bowling Green takes on Buffalo. Uh, Bowl, Bowling Green is favored to win, but I I think Buffalo is a team that you can never count out. Um, I'm gonna say twenty four fourteen Buffalo. Twenty four fourteen Buffalo. Mm-hmm. All right, so as far as my take for that one, I'm going to go with the Falcons on this one. It's going to be another narrow win because that's kind of how their whole season's played out. I'm going to say it'll be it'll be like – I think it's going to go to overtime. That's just me, 27-24 Bowling Green. Okay, okay. Um, The other the other early game, Eastern Michigan, Western Michigan, battle battle across the, the Mitten State. Um, Who do you have here? Eastern Washington and Western Michigan, that's really a tough one. I mean, obviously, Western is shellac, New Hampshire, and Eastern scrapes by its opponent from last week. But I want to say I have to go with the team with the better record here. Eastern Michigan's going to get the win. I'm going to say it will be by 10 points, say 27-17. I, I will say you you do always want to go with the team who's who's in the better form, and at this point in time, it is Eastern Michigan. <laughs> But um, I'll I'll say I'll say Western Michigan. I'll say Western Michigan, thirty-one twenty. I I think a lot of I think most of Eastern Michigan's wins were kind of light. Um, into the two o'clock game, Akron versus Ohio. Um, not gonna lie, it's kind of it's kind of a 
um, a lose-lose situation. Um, but I'm going to say Akron, Akron, 35-28. Oh, you're going Akron. I mean, it looks like ESPN's got this game in favor of Ohio by seven, with a 76.5% chance of winning. I got with Ohio. I like work over for the Bobcats, and then I like what else they have in the backfield and receiving threats. So I'm going to say Ohio, and I don't think it's going to be that close. I want to say 35-21. Okay, and one of the one of the headliners, uh, something I will. I'm actually not covering this game, but uh, I'm covering volleyball tomorrow night for for a reporter. But the reporter will be covering Central Michigan away uh, in in Mount Pleasant in Michigan. Um, I do miss I do miss Michigan, um, but Ball State Central Michigan sound as biased as I want here. I got Ball State improving their record record to 500. Um, coming off that Northern Illinois win with this confidence that the team's got to have, I, I get Central Michigan's a tough team, but I I expect Ball State to really, to really take this game. I'm gonna say thirty five twenty. All right. Well, I'm gonna have to go on the contrary there. I gotta give the nod to Central Michigan in that one. After Whaley dropped the, uh, the amount of yards that he did last week, as well as his trio of touchdowns. And they have Lou Nichols going against that. I say Central Michigan's got power by. It's probably I wanna say the same score, just the other side other side of the field, 35-20 central. Okay, and then another battle on in Ohio, Kent State, Miami. Pretty easy pickings, but where are you feeling, Skyler? Kent State, Miami. I I wanna say it'll be a close one. Obviously, Kent State has what was it? I believe it's Dante Seppis and then Marquez Cooper. Are those the two? Big playmakers over there? I think so. I'll have to go check. Yeah, they have the college leaders are passer. They have Cooper, then safe us. Yeah, and then you have obviously you have Miami doing what they're doing now. I say I'll be closer. I want to say 35-32. That's going to go in favor of Kent. Okay, Kent State. Um, It's a toughie, but I'll, I'll side with you on that. I'll say Kent State, but I think you I think you picked higher. I'm gonna go 24 10. Stifles the Miami offense. And uh finally, uh one you will, will probably be keeping your eye on Northern Illinois, Toledo in Illinois with with Mr. Skyler in the press box. Where you think this one's gonna end up? I think this is NIE's chance to come back from its four game skid. I say they're gonna pull out a win over Toledo at home. I mean, they were able to do it last year as well, so I have confidence that they can do it again. Whether Lombardi plays, I don't know. They have not been very forthcoming with what his desk is, so it could be Hampton, it could be Lombardi, really just luck of the draw there. Either way, I feel sure that we can probably pull out something, but won't be as as, as far as one might say. I think it's going to be a three-point game, probably. I want to say 27-24 NIU, where it's going to be a close one, as is tradition for the cardiac canines. I will say... I'll I'll stick in that. Um, I think uh, something I, I don't know if I mentioned it too much when we were talking about the Northern Illinois game uh, and Ball State, but that offense didn't really look out of step. It didn't look it didn't really look like without Lombardi they lost a step. They played just fine. I think it was more of a matter of not being able to control the game. Um, so I still think I still think Northern Illinois will be in in handles. I'm gonna say. 2017 a, a, a little bit closer in favor of the huskies to round out our 
um, to round out our picks. Um, what was I going to say? Um, oh, as we are now, let's say, I think we're two games in, into the Mac football conference. Um, who, who do you have kind of, has your opinion changed on who you think is going to win the Mac championship, Skyler? Yeah, I I think it's safe to say it's changing. I don't think I know he's going to go all the way this year. I have to go look at the standings again, but like for right now, I see my favorites. One of them's got to be Kent State. They are definitely one to look out for, as well as I want to keep Toledo in it. And then for the West, I'm still kind of homing for Ball State there. I think Ball State can make a splash, and they're kind of they're kind of like I want to say they're an underdog in a way to do it. So. As far as which of those three I would pick, I'd say I think Toledo can pull something out. I know it's a weird one, but I think they might be able to go do something here. I think Toledo is in the mix. I think we'll we'll have to see how Ball State bounces back in its third Mac Mac game. Uh, Toledo's probably leading my opinion in the West right now. They have looked the most solid against other Mac teams in the in the West. Um, Buffalo Bowling Green, kind of a shoot. We'll see how that goes this weekend. But uh, yeah, the East is still up in the air a little bit. I mean, you could still have Miami come back and and dominate this, but without that starting QB in Gabbert, I think it it becomes a little bit tougher. Um, well, it is Mac though, so we will we will certainly have a lot of bumps along the way. Um, did you call one of the games this week to go to overtime? Uh, overtime, yeah, I believe it was uh, the Bowling Green Buffalo game because, yeah, it seems like Bowling Green always loves to go to overtime and they either nearly lose or nearly win. It's normally like three or three points. Normally, I'm gonna say it's gonna be a three point win for Bowling Green there. Okay, I think, I think if there's any game this week that's gonna go to overtime, it's Bowling Green or it's Northern Illinois. I think a back to back overtime is not out of out of the question for the Huskies. Not wishing you a late night or anything, Skyler. <laughs> um, Oh, I'm sure I'll be busy somewhere. I mean, I, I cover volleyball mainly, so I'll be watching the games t- tonight and tomorrow, and then next week, Ball State, your team comes to town. Yes, they do. Uh, that that just about wraps it up for another episode of the Return of the Mac podcast. Uh, we're looking to bring on, I think, uh, sorry, remind me of who we got. Um, we might bring in somebody from Michigan next week. We'll see how it goes. Um, or Ohio. I we brought in a Miami per we are we brought in a, a Miami person last week. So we'll see we'll see who who reaches out first. But um, that does end it for the Return of the Mac podcast. Thank you all for joining us. Uh, please make sure to follow Student Media the Student Media poll on Twitter at Student Media twenty five, as well as following me and Skyler on our socials. Um, my Twitter is Daniel underscore Keen or just Daniel Keen. I think it's Daniel underscore Keen. Skyler, you can hit him. Uh, yeah. And my Twitter is going to be my first name and last name, just Skyler Casella. So that's, you can follow me and Daniel. I'm pretty sure yours does have the underscore. There we go. Thank you for that assist Skyler. Thank you all for joining us and we will see you next time. Mm-hmm.